Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And a very pleasant good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever the hell time of day it is for you. I'm Harry Alexander. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Bunker to France on the other side there. It's daytime, Harry. Daytime. Thank you so much. It could be. It could be nighttime. I mean, not right here. Well, no, not right here. It isn't. Over in Scotland, it might be daytime. It might be. Okay. Now, and that other voice that you heard is our guest for today. We've known this guy for a long time, David Layton. Hi. Harry, how do you do? Good to see you again. Good to see you, sir. It's been a long time, Dave. It's been quite a while, but uh, it's good to be back on here. Yeah, it could have been longer. They, they, That's true. I could have not got the invitation at all, so I appreciate it. Dave, David is a, uh, a Tucson journalist, writer, and uh, a variety does a variety of other things. And uh, one of the more notable things that he uh, does in the writing world is a column for the um, Arizona Daily Star, uh, was it Tucson.com also. Uh, it's Streetwise, Street Smarts, and uh, he delves into the names of uh, streets in the Tucson area. The bright fellow. And why they were named such as they were named, and for whom they were named, and the correct pronunciation of those and things. the stories behind the streets and the people see I mean it's, it's and all, the neighborhoods it's all, all kinds of all uh, kinds occasionally of. I even throw in a neighborhood name and how that and came even, out even well. the neighborhood dogs but today that I don't know about <laughs> <laughs> thank you Jason Amon. I don't think I researched anything on dogs but you know oh there's Rex oh Rex <laughs> maybe there's a future of that you yeah know? really uh, t- today's program though we're going to do something completely different um, and uh, we're going to do a show about uh, uh, I think uh, a Tucson and definitely an Arizona institution as a photographer and that is Ray Manley and uh, I know those of you who are listening have uh, seen a Ray Manley photograph because if you have ever purchased an Arizona Ma- Arizona Highways magazine, chances are very, very good that you will have seen his photos either on the cover or someplace within that uh, publication. And they're still publishing them. Yes, they are. Yes, they are still using Ray Manley's photos even after all these years. Well, you know... When we jump into this, the main reason you're you are here is because in this month's issue of Arizona Highways, there is this uh, story, Ray Manley by David Lighton. That's that's you, and that's what we're talking about. And you know, it's very generous of them to put my name in there. I appreciate that. I think it's great. <laughs> I think you know, you did a marvelous job. Too. Well, thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, this this issue has been. A hugely popular issue. I mean, not just because of my my article on Ray Manley, but I mean, it's just the front cover is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, the front covers of a uh, Navajo woman on a horse in an area. Problem? Actually, I don't know. It might be Monument Valley, it might be Canyonche. I can't remember where it's at, but it's an absolutely gorgeous uh, cover, and people went crazy for the cover. In fact, Arizona Highways actually. Um, got so many compliments on the cover of the magazine that they went ahead and actually um, published uh, a poster using the cover of it. Yeah. So you can actually obtain that, uh, I don't know the price, but from Arizona Highways itself. But I mean, it's a great one covering uh, some of the best 
Arizona photographers since history. Um, Ansel Adams, Joseph Munch. Well, he comes from that golden era, you know. The early, I guess they, they refer to him as the early photographers. And, I mean, the crowd that he's in is stellar, and he's, yet he stands out. Yeah, he really does. I mean, when you're in there with Esther Henderson, Chuck Abbott, uh, Joseph Munch, Ansel Adams, these these names are the best the state had office. I yeah. mean, Barry Goldwater had uh, his own edition. I think it was December of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, most people know Barry Goldwater as the politician, and yep. mm-hmm. he ran for the presidency. But uh, he was actually a top-notch photographer as well. But Ray Manley is kind of a Tucson legend. I mean, he's, yep. he's one of those guys that had Ray Manley Studios originally on Broadway and then later at Tucson Boulevard, and he also had a gallery on Fort Lowell mm-hmm. showing his stuff. So, I mean, he's kind of a legend in Tucson. I remember seeing his uh, business on Tucson Boulevard when I was in junior achievement back in the uh, early 19, well, actually late 1960s and 1970. Um, our junior achievement uh, group met right next door uh, to his studios there. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I uh, used to know um, through another person, uh, Ray's son. He used to come in, and oh. uh, uh, we used to do a look back at Tucson uh, type of program. Um, it was the uh, Desert Garden show with uh, Phil Cedar, who's passed since. And uh, so, I mean, between, so you and Alan used to uh, be, yeah, between or among Alan, Phil, and myself. <clears throat> we pretty much had a good handle of what was where in Tucson back when. <laughs> you know, I was just mentioning now, and I think it's kind of neat, is that every year when school let out, Debbie and Alan, Ruth, they'd, he'd load them all in the travel trailer, and they'd take off mm-hmm. to the national parks. Yep. You know, obviously he wanted to take pictures, of, but but he took the <laughs> whole family along. That's you know, great. that's a great you know? write-off. Hey, you know, speaking of uh, anniversaries and such, um, th- this unfortunately is the anniversary uh, of uh, first... Uh, or the passing of uh, our good friend um, Joe Dreyfus. And a good American. And um, actually, it was in December, but it's a monthly. Anyway, Joe had a sense of humor that um, kind of. Oh, paralleled bunkers in mine, which is probably why we got along so well. Strange. Yeah. But uh, Joe. Joe was a a rancher, and he had a certain way of looking at things. And I wanted to read this letter because I think it is just so doggone funny. I found this in a Facebook posting, and um, this is over this ranching couple in uh, uh, Oregon gets a letter from uh, that state's Department of uh, Fish and Wildlife asking for permission to survey their land in order to track a nearly endangered species. Uh, The letter requested the use of the landowner's creek to document the amphibian life represented, and specifically it's the foothill yellow-legged frog, which is noted to have recently declined in population. How, I don't know, but that's what they say. So if the uh, folks, the Andersons, agreed to give the department access, they were ensured of being responsible for the, quote, conversation, co- conservation of this important species. 
Well, the Andersons weren't exactly interested in that, uh, but did notice an opportunity to turn the tables on the request and apply a little golden rule justice, or at least doing unto the government as it so has often done unto them. This is one the letter that they uh, constructed. Uh, it's a comeback letter for the uh, Department, Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, and this is just too too classic. Dear Mr. Nimala, thank you for your inquiry regarding us accessing our property to survey for the yellow-legged frog. <laughs> we may be able to help you out with this matter. We have divided our 2.26 acres into 75 equal survey units with a draw tag for each unit. Application fees are only $8 per unit after you purchase the frog survey license which is $120 for a resident, $180 for a non-resident. You will also need to obtain a frog habitat parking permit, $10 a vehicle. You will also need an invasive species stamp, $15 for the first vehicle, $5 uh, for each additional vehicle. You'll also want to register at the check station to have your vehicle inspected for non-native plant life prior to entering our property. There's also a day-use fee, $5 per vehicle. Now, remember, folks, this, this getting away from this, this is... This is how the government operates. When you know you you want to do something, you got to get all of these freaking permits to do this, that, and the other thing. That's right? Like trying to get a hunting license. Yeah, right. So, <clears throat> what the uh, <clears throat> pardon me, what the Andersons have done got here a frog is in your throat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that must be the yellow-legged one. That's where it went. <laughs> so, if and back to the letter, if you are successful in the draw, you will be notified two weeks in advance, so you can make plans and purchase your creek habitat stamp. That's $18 for a resident and $140 for a non-resident. Survey units open between 8 and 5, but you cannot commence the survey until 9 a.m. and must cease all survey activity by 1 p.m. Survey gear can only include a net with a 2-inch diameter made of 100% organic cotton netting with no longer than an 18-inch handle, non-weighted, and no deeper than 6 feet from net frame to bottom of net. Handles can only be made of BPA-free plastics or wooden handles. After 1 p.m., you can use a net with a 3-inch diameter if you purchase the frog net endorsement, which is $75 a resident, or $250 for a non-resident. Any frogs captured that are released will need to be released with an approved release device back into the environment unharmed. As of June 1, we are offering draw tags for our premium survey units, and the application is, again, only $8 per app. However, all fees can be waived if you can verify Native Indian tribal rights and status. It's important. You will also need to provide evidence of successful completion of frog surveys in you. That's a comprehensive course on frog identification, safe handling practices, and self-defense strategies for frog attacks. This course is offered online through an accredited program for a nominal fee of $750. Please let us know if you can be if we can be of assistance to you. Otherwise, we decline access uh, your access to our property. But appreciate your inquiry. Sincerely, Larry and Amanda Anderson. 
hopping along. This was just so doggone good, and it reminded me so much of Joe. Yeah. Because Joe had a... He'd do a whole show. He had a hair up his ass about uh, Bruce Babbitt a lot, and uh, when Babbitt was interior secretary, and he wrote a poem about that. Prize-winning poem. uh, What's that? Prize-winning poem. Very prize-winning poem, and you got to get on top of that. A prize-winning poem. And uh, so, so it was. Uh, we can't unfortunately read it on the air because um, we did once. We did once, but we had to do some severe editing to it. Um, you mean you after after the fact you edited Joe's poem in order to read it on the air? We had to do some editing to it. Otherwise, the FCC would have been. Yeah. I got a copy of that. Well, I'm sure I know. He did it. I, I have a copy of it too. But what my point is, we could not. This was commercial radio, okay? Hopping right along. Hopping right along. So, uh, this just reminded me so much of Joe. Uh, This is a classic letter, and by God. It's a good way to remember. You know, yeah. And kudos to Larry and Amanda Anderson. (laughs) You go, folks. (laughs) You go. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way. How do you fix yellow fried works? French style or uh, Cajun style? Fried works real well. Yeah. I'm sure you 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 know, David Bunker has an Uncle Alvin who was a frog rancher. Actually, he wasn't a frog rancher, but he was probably the greatest frog drive in cowboy history. Frog drive? Yes. yes. I'll tell you. <laughs> kind of like a cattle drive? Kind of like trail. It was done by old time cowboys because yep. the cattle market was down and, you know, and they had to do something to make a, make some money. Frog legs, you know, they're going for a premium. Yeah. Well, they are, yeah. Fascinating story. Yeah, you got to think about that. Yeah, right. Well, but anyway. Let's, near, not near as fascinating as <laughs> No, yeah, let's get, back to, let's get back to this. What, what developed your interest in Ray? Um, you know, actually, this kind of this story actually started off as a uh, research on a street name. Yeah. Um, so there's a street uh, called Los Portales up in uh, the Catalina foothills, off of uh, north of Sunrise, off of Alvernon Way. And uh, so I started researching it, and you know, and I'd heard that you know Ray Manley had named that. You know, just stuff I'd heard, but no one had any actual proof and stuff like that. So it actually started off with that. And I just started digging up more research, more research on his life. And I thought, this is pretty interesting, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, part of my research was just finding out what had been published in Arizona Highways on his life, you know, because I thought, you know, if he had named the street that I needed to get some background on him, where he was born and, you know, stuff like that. And so I kept finding more and more information, uh, eventually tracked down his son and then later his daughter. uh, So Alan and Carolyn. And, um, you know, at some point I just decided, well, why don't I submit this idea to uh, Arizona Highways uh, to be, as a contributor uh, to the magazine? And, you know, after about a month, they got back to me and said, we'd love to do this. And uh, I'm guessing, you know, on their own, they were conceiving the idea of just doing, I don't know if it was my query that got them to want to do this particular magazine you know that particular issue yeah particular issue I can't say for sure it was me but I submitted it quite a while back and then they got back to me and said sure we'd love to do it and then this this issue's here in September so it started off with the research on on the street Los Portales Um, I ended up actually doing the street smarts column in the newspaper in the Arizona Daily Star on Los Portales uh, as a way to kind of promote the Mm -hmm. story in Arizona highways Mm -hmm. Uh, so Los Portales derives its name 
came from uh, the architecture in Alamos, Sonora, Mexico. Now, Alamos, uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with Alamos. It's a small little town, but it's like walking back in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a, it's got the arches and the walkways. And right, it's the it's, tile it's like a, a Spanish colonial town from the 1700s, and that's what it's like. Is uh, um, people have bought up the old mansions that were there in the square near the plaza and the church, and they've kind of uh, redid them and kind of preserved them and stuff like that. So it's kind of like watching back in time to a Spanish colonial town in the 1700s. That's kind of its draw and stuff like that. And that was one of Ray Manley's favorite places, yeah. uh, probably his favorite place in Sonora anyway, Mexico. Um, so it was kind of, you know, he named the street in honor either of the architecture itself from Alamos or the... Oh, so he the, named the street. Yeah, he actually came up with the street. Uh, his his oh, daughter Caroline cool. had told me that um, when he had gone out to that area for many years, it was one of his favorite spots uh, to take pictures from. And then when a developer came in and bought the land, um, he immediately picked out that spot where he normally went to build his future home in like 1964 and uh, the street's tiny I mean it's, there's only like two houses on the north side and two houses on the south side and I understand he has a great view of the Catalinas right right very very nice view of the Catalinas and that's why he originally went out to that spot to take pictures because it was a beautiful spot and like I said year late, years later when a developer bought the land and uh, that was for sale he went out there and grabbed it um, so while building the home <clears throat> The developer said, um, well, if you can get someone one, someone else to buy the property across the street and build a home, I'll let you name the street. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, so that's kind of the, is, yeah, know. that's the story his daughter Carolyn told yeah, me. Yeah, so. He's sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of the story. And it was kind of that research on the street name that kind of led to this story, um, you know, to this issue here. Uh, like I said, this is actually, and I, and I have a whole collection of Arizona highways from 1944 to 2000. Mm-hmm. At 2000, I kind of ran out of book space. <laughs> 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 I never, never, you know, bought any more of those. You I, know, have, I have some advice for you for books. Workspace. Okay. It works for me. Great. Tell tell me, Bunker. You can't I, you can't sit on my couch. It's completely full of books. And he can't that cook I, either. He can't cook because he stores I books. I can in cook. His, you store books in your oven. You told me. No, I I have all the cooking utensils that I never use oh. in the oven. Okay, I thought you yeah, stored to make room, I did empty, to I did make room for the, the dishwasher. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those things. So, yeah, I mean, this is like, like I said, I mean, I have a huge collection from 44 to 2000, and I mean, I've read Arizona Highway since I was a little kid, you sure. know. Uh, one of the reasons I was a Ray Manley fan and thought about submitting the idea to Arizona Highways was my mother used to go to yard sales and pick up Arizona Highways mm-hmm. magazines. Uh, for like a quarter or 50 cents or whatever it was, mm-hmm. used copies. And so, you know, it was a cheap entertainment for us because we were kind of poor. And we just flipped through. And I also used to see Ray Manley's photos, and I remembered his name. Mm-hmm. And when I started, you know, when someone told me that he had named the street, I was like, oh, I remember that guy from growing up. You know, yeah, it's so funny. Back in the days when there used to be a lot of used bookstores all mm-hmm. over the place, little mom-and-pop used bookstores, the two things you could always find in there were stacks of Arizona highways and stacks of National Geographic. Graphic. It seems oh, yeah. like you know you could build a house. So there were so many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the bookstores. Yeah, one of the. I things grew up on, reading them in the forties. I loved it. It's one of my always one of my favorite. Uh, they're one of the best magazines out there. I was going to mention real quick uh, the Bookman's 
on uh, Speedway and Wilmot. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bookman's East actually has a few copies that I signed in their rare bookcase. Oh. So when you walk in a Bookman's on East, uh, Bookman's oh, East, and then you know, sell them those. But yeah, they were nice enough to, to work a little deal out where I signed a few copies, and they're in the rare bookcase if anyone's interested. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's cool. It's, it's it's pretty. Yeah, I think they're I think they're selling for like three bucks or something like that. So, you know what's so neat too is a pretty good deal. We're what gonna break time? Yeah, we got to do our first break here. This is for the yellow legged frog break. <laughs> yellow legged frog ribbit and uh, we're talking about we're talking about Ray Manley uh, Tucson Institution Arizona Institution photographer uh, photographer extraordinaire and his work appeared in Arizona highways appeared all over the place he's just a great photographer we're talking with David Layton about that and we will do much more than uh, and talk about much more right after these very important messages so do not go away Six Voices of the West will be right back. And long live his glory, and long may his story be told. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best kept economic secrets in town. This 900 member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform. Let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Read classic Western comics anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. Welcome back to Emil Franzig's Voices of the West. We 
Harback on Emil Franzi's <clears throat> Voices of the West. Got a frog in my throat. Yellow legged yeah, frog. Yeah, yeah. Yellow, yellow legged frog, purple frog. Who the hell knows what it is? Psychedelic frog? Psychedelic. Don't yeah. lick the toads. So. Must have been the acid I had. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just a random note there. Yeah, yeah, Just the acid I had. No big deal. Yeah. Every week, you know. <laughs> it happens. You want to lick my toad? <laughs> Flashbacks. What can I say? Um, knees <clears throat> all over it. <laughs> this is uh, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We are broadcasting and podcasting from the uh, Bruce Ash, uh, from the Paul Ash Studios here in Tucson, beautiful. Arizona. Downtown. The beautiful Paul Ash Studios. Yes, it's a beautiful building here filled with all kinds of Western artwork and so forth and so forth. So uh, we're talking with David Layton, uh, Tucson journalist, and uh, <coughs> our topic is Photographer Ray Manley. Uh, Ray is a native Arizonan. Cottonwood. He is, yeah, Cottonwood, Arizona. Cottonwood. And he grew up in Cottonwood when Cottonwood was a true Arizona town. <laughs> the street wasn't paved. <laughs> it was just, I, ha- I had to I add that cow- to the story. I a bunch of cowboys from up there. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I was just saying, I was just saying, I had to add that there. I was looking at some pictures that uh, um, his children had, Ray Manley's uh, children had, of what it looked like, and that main street was definitely all dirt, you know. Yeah. When he when he was born in twenty one, so you know Neil Summers lives up there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find it interesting here that you you mentioned that his uh, Ray's great great grandfather George W. Manley was one of the earliest photographers in Ohio in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that using was the daguerreotypes. Wow. Yeah, that was one of the really interesting things I found is that his wow, great grandfather yeah. was uh, in the blood. Yeah, it was apparently in the blood. I mean, this is the eighteen eighteen hundreds. His great grandfather. Uh, was a photographer in, I think it was Ohio, I put it in there. Well, yeah. The, the, the well, you know, there's a photo, it's in the early part of the magazine, a small one, but it's one of my, one of his early photos is one of my favorites. That's the land without beginning or end. And he shot it with, uh, who was it here? It was with uh, Willie and Happy Cly a Navajo couple that would ride their horses 40 miles to the spot and they would be Ray being the perfectionist that he was you know they had to make that trip several times and they did they did it with great pleasure yeah you know I, that was one of the things I think uh, that really stood out about Ray Manley is, is his determination I mean he you know back in that period before cameras did everything for you and they were all digitized I mean, yeah. you had to really know your stuff sure. you had to know your craft you had to understand uh film the, speeds and all that film other speeds uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly lighting from the sun shadows and stuff like that so i mean he would I, just, I don't know that they even had filters at that time did yes they, they did well, you know, we know in the movies that you, you, if if you had read the article, you would notice in there that he mentions what you need to take with you, and among those things is filters. Well, you <laughs> see, that's the problem. I didn't have a magazine, a copy of the magazine. You until find a copy today. because they're really hard to find. <laughs> I did not have one until today. It was in there. It was in where? You point at my computer. It was yeah, in there. It was in the computer. Well, <laughs> no, Booker, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, I mean his 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 ability, his determination was was amazing. I mean, he was just and you know this is is a perfect example that you know he just didn't go up there and say, hey, this is a great spot. I'm going to take a picture. He would go there, visit it different times of day, uh, different kinds of weather, and 
and then he might shoot it at different times of day in different kinds of weather. Sure. To get right. that one shot that he that really wanted. Shot. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was. That was that was his dedication. I mean, that was his his passion was um, senior photography. Now, There's a quote in here. I want to read this because I I think this is really. It tells you a lot about him, but it also tells you a lot about the world out there. He says, he had some thoughts on dealing with editors, too. Just keep in mind that the editor who examines your transparencies will not be interested in how long it took to get the picture or the tribulations you suffered for the shot or what make of camera you used or how much you paid for the film. The result and its application to his plans are alone significant to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's pretty telling on then his comment. Because, I mean, you know, about, all, about, about all editors. Yeah. <laughs> that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the editor doesn't particularly care how long it took you. They just yeah. want to see what it is. Let's mm-hmm. see the photograph. Let's see the, the writing you've done. And well, stuff you know, like you think about it. I'm that way. I collect graphics and I'll look at a, a hundred pictures. And say, that's a neat picture. And then I'll see a picture, and I have to, I have to cut it out and put it in my file. Yeah, and, and some pictures are just—they're amazing. I mean, like the picture you were talking about uh, under editor's letter, uh, page two. Uh, that picture—I mean, that's just—you look at it and you're like, "Wow, that's amazing." That is. And you got to figure this is probably taken uh, fifty-four says, uh, yeah. or published in fifty-four. Yeah, um, now, all these quotes that you're you're talking about here, David. This is from the Arizona Highways Magazine. This is for September issue, twenty nineteen issue, and people can find this online. Find it uh, wherever they Supposedly find magazines. The store. They'll be yeah, able to it, find this in the Empire Ranch Research Library after this show because my copy is going down there. I was already, I planned to take it down there anyway, but now it definitely goes down <laughs> there. Uh, Ray, Ray well loved, or is not loved, but he was certainly well known for his uh, photogra- photography of the uh, Navajo people. How did that all come about? You know, the first time that uh, Manley visited the Navajo Nation, um, more commonly referred to at that point as the Navajo Reservation, uh, was right after high school. He actually took his uh, parents' uh, automobile and drove out there over the rough roads and stuff like that. He just wanted to, I think, see the land and stuff like that. And um, I think that's when he met also the, uh, the trader out there. Um, the there was a trader trader in Monument Valley that was well known. Goulding, uh, Goulding, yeah, Harry Goulding. Uh, he was the one that actually introduced John Ford to Monument Valley, the famous mm-hmm. uh, Western um, producer of films and stuff like that. Did Stagecoach as a result of that. But Harry Goulding was the one that ended up in Hollywood to talk to John Ford and show him the pictures of. Monument Valley, and as a result of that, many, many of um, his films, John Ford's films, were filmed out there. Stagecoach, of course, with John mm-hmm. Wayne is the most famous, uh, but there, there were the several. Yeah, I think Fort Apache was possibly shot Fort out there. Apache. Uh, two of the my darling, trilogies. <clears throat> my darling Clementine was in Moab. And my darling Clementine was uh, yep. was shot there. He moved tombstone into Monument Valley. Well, yeah, <laughs> I remember the tombstone when he did that. It was a little shocking when you're like, that's definitely Monument Valley. Uh, 
and th there's Wyatt Earp in, in one of his films and stuff well, like that. Well, he stated that Monument Valley was his favorite location, and as evidence to that, by 1978, he had made 83 trips to Monument Valley. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he was uh, he was definitely... And that's with Navajos. <laughs> right, right, that's the Navajo Nation, some of their beautiful, very beautiful land up there. And he was, yeah, he was a huge fan of the Navajo people. He made a lot of friends up there. He helped them a lot, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, he helped them. I mean, some of his, his later in life, in the, I think it was late 70s or early 80s, he started uh, what was called Indian Land Tours. Mm -hmm. uh, people commonly yeah. refer to it as Ray Manley Tours. It became Ray Manley Tour later on. But originally it was Indian Land Tours where he would bring buses up uh -huh. um, to mm -hmm. uh, the Navajo Nation and, you know, basically, um, you know... Educational experience. Yeah, educational experience. Mm -hmm. He would talk about some experiences. And that's a major thing on the reservation now, those tours. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, when you have land that's as beautiful as the Navajo Nation, I mean, you, you might as well utilize it to yeah. I make mean, Canyon de Chez and, and uh, what is it, the Painted Desert, I think it's called up there, or at least part of the Painted mm -hmm. Desert is on it's very. I think it's very kind of the Native American to let the Europeans in on their land. Yeah, because if it was me, I wouldn't let them in. <laughs> now, it, European Americans wouldn't wouldn't get the free pass. Ray yeah. did a lot of photography for Arizona Highways. Is that what propelled him to the success that he enjoyed? It, it really was Arizona Highways that that brought him fame. Uh, I'm not going to say it brought him fortune, but it did bring him <laughs> hey, Come on, we're writers and photographers. They, well, you ain't getting rich. Think yeah, yeah, you ain't going to do America had a lot of great magazines in that era, but Arizona Highways is one of the few sure, that was worldwide. Right, and still survives. Yeah, it still survives. <laughs> yeah, because you know, he, he, he published in Look, Live, Saturday Evening Post, uh, National, uh, National, National Geographic, Geographic yeah. Popular Science, right. TWA calendars. Yeah, he did multiple calendars for multiple uh, airlines. Um, some of his pictures appeared in encyclopedias and stuff like that. And some of that stuff's world stuff. It's not just Arizona or America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he started in Arizona. Uh, Arizona was his love as far as photography, specifically the Navajo Nation, but Arizona in general. Um, you know, he did do world tours and stuff like that. But uh, here, here's a little bit of inf interesting information. Do you know why the magazine's called Arizona Highways? Where well, originally it was it was a tech magazine for the highway department. Right, it was a it was a uh, a journal a yeah. journal for highway engineers, road builders, and that's yeah. why it's called Arizona Highways. Uh, the original one actually came out in 1921. Uh, it was kind of like a newsletter, a trade journal, I think mm -hmm. is a, is the best terminology. But it was like a newsletter. There were no photographs. It's the boringest thing. I mean, you would basically go from county to county. So in Pima County, you would go, well, county engineer Cooper, for example, is, is helping to build a new road from Tucson to Nogales, for example. Uh, I mean, that's really what it was. It was just <laughs> a boring text. It, it went for a little while, went for a couple of years, and then it shut down. And then 1925, it came back up. It was still a trade journal at that point. Uh, I believe Arizona Highways uses the date 1925 as the origin of the magazine where they kind of started out. But mm -hmm. there, it existed from 1921 to started putting stories and photos with the. Yeah, it became more and more. Raymond Carlson was the editor. Um, I think he came in. Great and, editor. Yeah, yeah, and he was the one that kind of changed it from a trade journal into a, a maybe a tourist magazine. You I'm know, not sure of terminology, the, but an interesting thing about the early trade journal magazine is in that era. The dirt roads in Arizona were considered among the best unpaved roads in America. Mm. 
Uh, and it, it's a lot of people don't know that, but it was, you know, because you think about traveling, of course, we don't get the seasonal rains and snows in certain parts of the state like they do around the country. Mm. So roads, in essence, would be easier to maintain. And all the dirt country roads, people don't realize, an awful lot of them were graveled. Oh, okay. Okay. You know. Yeah, and that's what that's what you would have read in in, yeah, in Arizona exactly. highways in the 1920s. It's just what the county engineers were up to in the different Maricopa hmm. County or Pinal County and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely changed under the direction of Raymond Carlson, uh, the editor. I mean, he he definitely changed it into a world. Uh, famous magazine. I mean. We are talking with David Layton about uh, photographer Ray Manley and uh, all of his contributions to that magazine. And uh, David wrote a special article for Arizona Highways about Ray, and uh, that's in the September issue. You can find it online, find it at uh, stores that you shop, and um, probably be able to order it if you need to. And we, you can get a signed copy of booklets. There you go, right. if you're in Tucson. Yeah, We've yeah. got to do our next break here, so <laughs> we're going to do that and come back with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West right after these very important messages. Stay tuned. Let's go spark and I'll run out the rig and we'll go driving down the lane for the moon is mellow and the wise old owl says we won't be bothered by rain. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. Old Dobbin will understand that a boy and a girl went out beneath the moon are bound to be holding hands. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Polash Management Company today at polashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Man, this is frustrating. It's taken me like five minutes just to load my homepage. Did you try Control-Alt-Delete? Uh-huh. Did you jiggle the cord? Uh-huh. Did you turn it on and off again? Uh-huh. Call Arizona Computer Guru. Don't let viruses get you down. With our Guru Protection Service, we'll keep you virus-free. In fact, if you were to get a virus, we would fix it for free. Speak to a technician right now at 304-8300 or at azcomputerguru.com. Hello? I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. 
And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or MoviePass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. Watch classic Western movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. King, this case is closed. Welcome back to Emil Franzig's Voices of the West. We are back on Abel Francis of Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker de France is here. Yep. And our guest is David Layton, uh, Tucson journalist, writer, man about town, and God knows what else. <laughs> on Goyon. He has uh, written... Uh, a savant. Uh, <laughs> a savant, He's done a piece for Arizona Highways Magazine on uh, what many of us believe is a Tucson and an Arizona institution photographer. Wise, anyway, and that's Ray Manling. Icon. Very much so, an icon. Uh, that's a good word, icon. I think is a really good word for him. Y- yeah. He symbolized a lot of did, what. Did you ever get to meet Ray? I did not, no. I did get to interview his son, Alan, and his daughter, uh, Carolyn, yeah. but uh, I never got to meet him, no. No, me, I, I didn't either. Uh, just, uh, I, I would have loved to sit down and just kind of chat with him and get some of the stories and stuff. Yeah, like no that. kidding. But, you know, because that's uh, great stuff. But there are so much just sides of him. Uh, I, I found out that during the seventies, he was president of the Tucson Tourist Bureau. Correct. Yeah. Uh, there's a great collection uh, at the. Uh, Arizona Historical Society. The U of A has a great collection of his stuff. And what I found out, he did, you know, we, we talk about all of this art photography, that he was a very, very active commercial photographer. Yeah, he Ray Manley Studios did, did quite a bit. I mean, it was one of the top studios in Tucson. Um, you know, he, he decided to make a living by doing uh, photography as well. Uh, and his passion was definitely scenic photography. Uh, one of the best pictures in this month's magazine on page 38 is Mooney Falls yeah. uh, in, in the Havasu area of northern Arizona. So, I mean, that was the... Um, you know, that was his passion. But, yeah, he did have Ray Manley Studios here in Tucson, and he did make a living off of photography, and a pretty good living. You, 
You mentioned at, at the top of the program about Ansel Adams when you were reading num- uh, names uh, for the cover there. Did Ray ever uh, do any work with Ansel? Were they friends or uh, that you're aware of? Not that I'm aware of. I, I, I know uh, Alan told me that uh, Ansel Adams once came to the studios, uh, but I, as far as I know, they weren't friends or anything. He was friends with uh, Barry Goldwater, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Barry Goldwater actually wrote the foreword uh, to one of Ray Manley's books. Yeah, because when, uh, when he went to school out in California, uh, Adsum had taught there before right. he went, and he quit the school because he had to go for three years before he could study color photography, and that's not that's what he wanted to do. Right, because when when Ray was in the Navy, uh, he ended up being an instructor of uh, still photography, among other things. That was during World War Two. During World War Two, correct? Because of one of his covers from Arizona. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a cover? It was it was his first. Well, maybe maybe back maybe cover, it was a back, back cover. Okay, maybe yeah. it was back cover. One of one of the covers. Um, there's so many photographs that I've researched over the year. It took me a year to do this story. They all look the uh, same. <laughs> yeah, they're all amazing. So yeah. you know, you get confused in all the times they've been in there. But um, yeah, when he was in the Navy, he was a he was a still photographer teacher. So he was already he was already at the point of teaching other uh, military cadets in the Navy. So when he got out and he ended up going to the Art Center School in Los Angeles, they told him. Well, you can't uh, study color photography until your third year. Um, so it was going to be two years in an expensive Los Angeles time. Yeah. He actually ended up, him and his wife, Ruth, and, and uh, baby daughter, Carolyn, ended up living in a uh, little trailer. Um, you know, because it was so expensive, they ended mm-hmm. up in a trailer to try to survive. And um, Ray Manley actually started his own business while he was out in LA. This is a very, very uh, probably an unknown fact. This is just through my research of going through his his letters um, that he had written that he actually had started a uh, his own business out in LA. It only lasted you know, maybe two, three months while he was out there. But he was trying to kind of make a living doing stuff like that. But he started his own little business that lasted like two, three months. Now, he sold his first photo to Arizona Highways in, what, 1940? 1940, yeah. It didn't get published till 44. Yeah. Um, likely, because Ray, Raymond Carlson actually went into the military as well. Yeah, he probably as, cut back, too, at the magazine. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine, yeah, there was cutting back and stuff like that. So... But yeah, I mean, he his his family was interesting. I mean, we talked about his great grandfather George Manley as well. But his father was a painter. Yeah. Uh, his uh, Ray Ray Senior uh, was a watercolor painter and uh, oil painter and stuff like that. It wasn't pretty good. His his father was an inventor of sorts as well. That's how his father ended up in Arizona. Is that he wanted to sell some of his mining inventions uh, to. Uh, mining companies in Arizona and that's how he ended up in Cottonwood because it was near some of the mines yeah. mm-hmm. in Jerome mm-hmm. so that's actually how he ended up there uh, this is this is his father Ray Manley Sr. You know what's really neat is you know we, we kind of touched on the fact that he was a commercial photographer <clears throat> but what it, it shows you how clever he was one of the areas of commercial photography was going around to the various ranches in the state and shooting guests and, you know, the, I've got a little list here just to show you. White Stallion, Rex Ranch, Amato, The Empire, uh, where else we got the, uh, the Rail X, Aravaca, Eureka, Circle Z. And, in fact, uh, Gail uh, Cockrell's book on the Circle C Getz Ranch is just full of his photos of the guests there. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I knew he had done that, especially when he first started at Western Ways. Now, Western Ways was located on Stone Avenue, an old adobe building. It's um, I remember it. Yeah, the building's still there. It's across the street from a Spanish restaurant. Not a Mexican restaurant, but a Spanish-Mexican. Stone, or Spanish. Stone and what? Oh, Stone. It's south of... I know it's south of Broadway by a few blocks. It's probably south of Cushing, I think. Okay. All right. um, but the building's still there. I mean, mm-hmm. you can still see the building that where Western Ways at. I mean, Western Ways was its own store. It uh, was a in its day. Yeah, it really, it really was. Um, it really was. Uh, Jennifer Jenkins, uh, who's a professor at the U of A, she actually wrote a book about Western Ways. And the filming and stuff like it's that. It's up at the uh, main library. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty interesting book. She gave me. She was nice enough to give me a copy when I was working on this. So, shout out to Jennifer Jenkins or Professor Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, her book's pretty interesting on Western ways. And so, I mean, he started there, and, and some of his first stuff was going around to the guest ranches because that was really popular in 1947 <clears throat> when he started. I mean, guest ranches were a huge deal in, in Tucson. So sure. he'd, he'd go out there, shoot them. Uh, you know, people wanted to buy them for their memories. Uh, he would also like if they were famous um, and these were people with deep pockets too yeah I mean if you went out to guest ranches you had some money and, and the ones that were probably famous and stuff uh, he would send the pictures he would take the pictures send them back to the local newspapers in their town so if they're from Minnesota or yeah. Georgia or whatever they're from send them back to their local paper they'd print them and you see your you know your your governor or your, your mayor or your, oh, nice. your local guy that was famous and you know he'd be on horses and it would help promote you sure. know the Circle C or or whatever yeah. the ranches and stuff like that. So and he, they use them in their brochures, <clears throat> right? Lots of Ray Manley photos ended up. If you're looking at the old brochures from the old uh, guest ranches, a lot of those, especially in the Tucson area, were shot by Ray Manley. It was one of his specialties. Well, you know, some of his uh, favorite stuff of mine. You know, like I, I, I can remember back in the '40s, our family always got it, and uh, some of my favorite issues were the ranch. Photo stories, you know, covering the cowboys, covering the roundup, and you got and you, and you said you mentioned this in your article, you know, you when you're covering the roundup, you got to hustle, you got to hump because they don't stop for you, they don't pose for you. Right, right, yeah. I mean, when you're doing that stuff, even on guest ranches, I mean, a lot of times you're really you're you're hustling, and those cameras were big that at that, that mm-hmm. point. I mean, you're talking 1940s, four by five, yeah, yeah, four by five view cameras and stuff like that. Those <laughs> Graf- are big, Graflex. and you got you got your you got your uh, slides for the take your pictures you got a stack of those you got to pack around and you know one of the neat things you mentioned again in your article is that you know these guys like him had to be good because when he started a pack of 10 that's 10 shots a dollar a shot by later on or like the two dollars a shot that's you know, it's not like nowadays where you with the electric camera, you can just put it, you, go, you can make a movie with the damn camera. <laughs> right, digital cameras have definitely changed photography in, in many, many... But not uh, necessarily for the better. No, and we are talking with David Layton about uh, photographer Ray Manley, who uh, graced the covers and insides of Arizona Highways and many other magazines for uh, years and years and years. We're going to do our final commercial break here, come back and uh, finish up our discussion about uh, Mr. Manley. And we'll do that right after this. I hear the sad howling of coyotes prowling. It sounds so mournful to me. 
Ron Sink's Voices of the West. We'll be right back. Emil Franzink's Voices of the West. I'm Mr. Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Ms. Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army a long overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, visit armyhistory.org. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Old Western Radio Theater every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time only on the Voices of the West. B.O.W. Radio. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We are back on Emil Franzi's The Voices of the West. A little bit of Ray Whitley there. And for those of you who in the music know that Ray was a, uh, he did a lot of, a lot, lot, lot of uh, movies. Yeah. And and such. So anyway, this is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We are uh, speaking with uh, David Layton, who is a uh, writer, Tucson writer, journalist, and um, man about town. And uh, <laughs> we're talking about Ray Manley and the article that David did on wanna, uh, on Ray. Go you ahead. Want to touch on some of his books? Um, yeah, I mean, he he wrote probably, gosh, at least 12 or 13 books. I shouldn't say write, but uh, he photographed for like 12 or 13 books. Uh, my favorite, at least of black and white photography, is Ray Manley's Navajo Land. It was produced, yeah. uh, I think, in the mid-1990s. So what had occurred is that Ray Manley had gone out and shot uh, the Navajo lands and the Navajo people, and he, it was a period when we were switching from black and white to color. So he would take them in black and white and also take them in color. But at that point, when color was becoming more and more popular, 
nobody really was interested in black and white anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, we all want color. Uh, but he would take them both, and he had only sold the photographs in color or ever bothered to print them out in color. Um, so in the mid-1990s, his son Alan, uh, who was working at Ray Manley Studios as a photographer, um, he discovered this batch of black and white. Cool. And he thought, wow, this is really, really neat. This might be kind of cool. So it's his final book, uh, Ray Manley's final book, and they put them together, and it's it's this entrancing book of black and white photos uh, of of Navajo people and Navajo land and stuff like that. And that's as far as black and white, that's my favorite of his yeah. books. I've, yeah, I've know, seen most of his books. Pe- people say color, 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 but there's an art to shooting black and white. Yeah, you know, if you look at Ansel Adams, most of Ansel Adams' best yeah. photography is black and white. Black and white. Yeah. yeah. So what you can do in the lab is what exactly really- right, and it's also lighting as well and stuff like that, like the stuff that you had to really know back in the day uh, before your iPhone did everything for you, yeah. and Nikon and Canon did all the all the work for you. You had to really know your stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's probably the, as far as black and white photography. That's my favorite of his books. Yeah. Um, he also did Ray Manley's World in Focus, and I forget the other ones. Well, one uh, of my favorites is the Fine Art of Navajo Weaving that he did with Steve Getzwiler because I love Navajo rugs, right. and there's a whole craft of books on Navajo rugs, and that's probably one of the most outstanding. Yeah, his his, his love of the. Uh, uh, American Indian population was was definitely well known, and, and he really he did it well. He put a lot of attention in, and cowboys as well. I mean, yeah. a lot of his cowboy photography is, is legendary as well. He knew um, Southwest. <clears throat> yeah, uh, there's a picture on page 45 of the September issue, uh, and it's a group of cowboys sitting around like a chuck wagon yeah. and a fire. But one of the funny things is, you know, because it's older photography, uh, you can almost see where he puts some extra lighting. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a fire, but you can see there's an extra lighting he, he set up to shine on the cowboys because it was probably a little too he dark. He strobe, but that would give you the flicker, too. Yeah, it would give you some of that stuff. So it is funny because sometimes the, the older technology and stuff like that, um, you know, it's just one of those those things. So it, it's fun to kind of hear the stories of interviewing his children, Carolyn yeah. and Alan, and kind of getting how he did some of the photos. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, I didn't have enough room to... That's, share that. That's a good choice because that's. I love to sit with a magnifying glass when I got a picture like this. Look at the spurs. See who's got their boots, uh, pants tucked into the boots. Who's wearing their pants outside? Belt buckles. The different creases in the hats. It just is a so many stories. You know, you can you can really immerse yourself. You know, start checking out the, ch- the chuck box there. You know, what you can identify. You know. Yeah, and, and sometimes you can find little flaws in there that yeah. you know, because sometimes, I mean, I imagine a fair amount of these uh, pictures are, are staged. You know, like oh yeah, the cowboys you know, sure. You know, he wasn't just riding his horse and happened to come upon a fire. Yeah. Like, hey guys, can I take your picture and sell it to yeah, Arizona? That Highway. might have happened, but it's more yeah. like you say more, more like, like it. it. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite photos. Uh, to I mean, there's actually a couple in here that I really liked. Uh, the very first photograph um, that they added to it um, oh, was, yeah. was Ray Manley on a horse. 
uh, pulling out a camera, and I don't know if that's a 4x5 view camera or what it is, but it, it, you can see the size of those cameras back in the day. They're really big, and the strobe-like container and stuff like that. And he built that leather camera pouch himself. No, no. Actually, one, one, of, one of his employees actually yeah, okay. did that as a, as a favor. But it was to made special for him. Right, right. That's why it says Ray Manley. It's, it's a beautiful holder, but the, the photograph in general just, I think, in, encompasses... A lot of what Ray Manley was. I mean, he's going to do whatever it takes to get that photograph. And before the show, we were talking about that photo, and I, I mentioned that I really liked it because, one, he's horseback. The other, he's got a pack horse. And you got to be able to know what you're doing horseback that, to handle a horse and lead a horse. And, you know, you, you know it's not just, you know, it's an expedition with a crew behind him. It's probably just him and the two horses. Yeah, and it probably was. I mean, it's one of those, uh, he's probably re ready to go out into the mountains, wherever he was at that point, and stuff like that. So I think that's it's a very telling picture. Mm -hmm. And that was actually, my of all the pictures that I was sent by by his children, I think that was my favorite photo of him. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I think it just, it shows this is who the guy is. If I got to get mm -hmm. on a horse or a burro and ride, you know, hours into the, into the mountains or desert just to get the perfect picture, you know, that's what he's going to do. The American public was totally enamored with Ray. And uh, what about those in his profession? What did they think of him? You know, um, I don't know that I have a lot of information on that. I know he became a master photographer yeah. uh, about 1960. So I mean, and that's a pretty pretty big time that's, thing. That's the, the, the premier recognition. <clears throat> right, right. Master photography means mm -hmm. you're, you're one of the best in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, he got that about 1960. So I mean, he, he did definitely receive the respect. Um, of, of people in his field. I mean, you don't become master photographer unless, unless you have the respect of other lensmen, as they were called mm -hmm. back in the day. So, and you know, he wasn't like a lot of these guys that was into being in galleries and and shows. He was into just selling his work. Yeah, and it, you know, it's 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 one of those things where. You know, maybe if if he had more money or it started with more money, he might have been able to do more than he could. But he had to make a living. He had to support and his children. And apparently, he wasn't you know like like Ansel Adams, who was very much oriented to shows. You know, getting his big cities. Uh, he never did that. Well, he, he did. I mean, little bit here shows, and there. But I mean, he, he wasn't his focus. His focus yeah, his was fo taking pictures. Speaking of shows, we're plum out of time. It well, just, let's just keep going just, anyway. Yeah, I don't know why we can. have to stop. We don't, I, you know, hey, it's it my... It seems very arbitrary <clears throat> just in the middle of nowhere you it, just it, came, the it, show's it, over. I won't tell it. I don't appreciate it, that. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, then I'll go get me, uh, I'll go find me a bar and you guys can sit here and <laughs> shoot the breeze <laughs> until the cows come home, I reckon. Uh, okay, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, I'll have to come back and we can talk about some of the uh, some of the local history I do for the newspaper. We want you to just come back. I, I didn't know what had happened to you, but we just want you to come back anytime you feel like it. Just hang. Well, no, if you just thought you were going to do today, and, yeah. and just come back and hang. And uh, if we've, if, if I can make smart out remarks see. and stuff like that, which fits well, my personality. I just, I just of course, say, you know, uh, 
Next time, don't be so serious. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've ever seen him so serious. Yeah. David, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. And thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate a bunker. And David, everything. David Layton, uh, Tucson journalist, and uh, his uh, article about Ray Manley, great Arizona photographer, in uh, September issue of Arizona Highways. Find it, buy it, and enjoy it. Yes, and you can take a subscription to Arizona Highways and not miss. Any future articles? See, there you go. When, when I publish some future ones, I'll come definitely come back on the show. There you go. <laughs> Not wait until then. Okay, all right, we'll then. <laughs> That's all the time we got for today. We thank you so much for joining us today here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be back next time, uh, next Saturday, at uh, 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We don't do that daylight yeah. saving stuff. Until then, so long. So long. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.